All right, welcome back to another episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans. This week we are talking about product prioritization, a strategic framework for building the right thing. You know, over the holiday break, my daughter made a long list for Santa. It continued to grow and grow until my wife and I warned her that she may not get everything on her list. So she astutely decided she should prioritize her list by adding a check mark to the thing she wanted most. That worked really well until every item on her list, which grew pretty long, ended up with a check mark beside it. So her system evolved quickly to add more and more check marks to the thing she wanted most, making it clear to Santa that the more check marks an item had, the more important it was to her. And that worked really, really well since one item rose to the top of the list with the most check marks. And surprisingly, it was a calculator. And I have an image in this week's newsletter that you can check out that shows uh, part of her list with calculator checked, and it probably has over 20 check marks next to it. So definitely check that out over at productthinking.cc where you can, of course, see the newsletter and check out the image in the newsletter and the links, of course, are in the show notes. So after that, a few items on her list had a lot of check marks and then other items only had a few. So she effectively prioritized her long list of gifts that she wanted from Santa so that most, the most important were at the top with lots of check marks and then the least important were at the bottom. And she was okay if she didn't get those because she was relatively certain she'd get the most important things on her list. So as a product manager and a dad, I felt pretty good about this whole process. She was able to effectively narrow down the most important things on her list and even come to terms with not getting uh, everything she wanted if it meant that she could be more certain on the most important things. So I thought that was, that was really, really great, which of course leads into product prioritization. It is incredibly easy to get bogged down in the never-ending list of things we need to do as product managers and product development teams. Our list can get long from customers and sales teams, from developers, from designers, from other stakeholders, from just the things that we think of as we put it on our list. We often go straight to visualization frameworks when we think about prioritization. Anytime you think about prioritization, this is automatically where we go. And you can think about things like Rice, Moscow, uh, Stacked Ranking, Kano, etc. to try to decide what we're going to work on and what our priorities are. All of these different frameworks, uh, you know, value to effort, all of these different things, you know, when you think of prioritization, you immediately go to And I've always found that questionable at best and really problematic for many companies and teams. So not that those things aren't important because they are, but what is a better way to think about it? And I think about a strategic framework where those are part of the part of the solution, but they're only part of it to ensure that we always have the bigger picture in mind. It's critical. We use a strategic framework for prioritization. And I wrote about this previously in strategic prioritization. And this has been a few years ago and uh, talked about it at length. 
But the question has come up uh, several times uh, for me recently, and I wanted to revisit uh, this idea about strategic prioritization for my sake and for yours, since it's such a critical part of our work and our lives. So if you haven't uh, read or listened to strategic prioritization, definitely check out that one. And I, of course, I link it in this week's newsletter. So you can check that one out. And we'll put the link also in the show notes so you can check that out as well. Um, But we'll talk a little bit more about it. And I've created a new graphic incorporating the same ideas that I discussed and helping make it more visual, which I think is uh, an important addition to it. So we'll kind of discuss this cycle of strategic prioritization here. But you'll, of course, want to see that visual. So definitely check it out. Where we go from vision to context, to the inputs, to the visualization like we were talking about, where it's one part of it, but not the only part, to deciding, to aligning, and then back to that vision where we're aligning around that vision and strategy. Because I feel like too often we jump right into the visualization processes and methods, but we need to have the broader context for prioritization as well. And this cycle that I was just describing Uh, shows the full process, complete with the common frameworks for prioritization. Again, tools like uh, RICE, like Kano, uh, like the value to effort, like stacked ranking, like all of those. But they're all within this strategic framework, uh, which I think makes it far more useful. So how do we apply this? So first off, the first thing is we start with a vision and a strategy. We need to have the vision and strategy both at the company level and also at the product level within the appropriate vision and strategy. Without the appropriate vision and strategy, we can't appropriately prioritize features within our product or even stories within our backlogs. That's why it's so important to understand what our vision is and what our strategy is for the company, for our product. because. You know, how can we understand uh, where we're going if we don't have that? You know, how can we understand the the path that we're going to take if we don't know where we're going and and where we want to end up? And so that's why this is the the first place to start, the first thing that we need to to do if we want to to properly prioritize. And then the second thing is the context. You know, next we need to understand the context, the background. This involves market data company context, user research, all of these things, without appropriate context, we can't prioritize. This is the type of work that we can and should do regularly as part of our research and discovery. But we can also do it for specific prioritization. It is really the background that gives meaning to everything else. So once we have that big picture, then we can start to really put the background, the context around everything else that can then start to, we can start to fill it in with the details. And that's the third thing, the the details or the inputs, as I call it, because within the broader context, we then gather the specific inputs, such as quantitative and qualitative data from customers, value to the business, etc. And this is where we get specific about the things we need to prioritize. For example, if you have a feature request, you can start to put quantitative and qualitative data around it. What is the potential ROI? How many support tickets could be reduced? 
How many customers are requesting? What are they saying about it? The quantitative data of you know, what is our estimate for it, uh, the, the ROI, and then the qualitative data. What are people saying? Uh, some quotes, those types of things. And we can start to qualify all of these things with the inputs, uh, with this, the specific details about a feature request, about a story, about all of these different things. And once we do that, that leads us to the fourth thing, visualizing it. You know, once we gather the inputs, we can begin to rank, plot, score. All of these things are we can do to these various options. When we talk prioritization, like I mentioned before, this is where most people and most articles begin and end. And this includes everything, like I was saying, from stack ranking to Moscow, which of course is the must-do, should-do, can-do, won't-do, um, rice methods, ice methods, every framework for visualizing and prioritizing that you can think of. And I talk more about all of these different methods in that other article that I referenced that I also link that you can go into. You can score your features or your items using the inputs from that, that third item that we talk about. You can plot them, you can rank them, you can vote on them, you can do all of these things. But if you do it using everything that we've discussed so far, you'll be able to do it with the right vision, the right context, and the right inputs to make a much more informed judgment. Taking all of these things within this cycle, within this process, and visualize them in the right way. And then that, of course, leads to the fifth item, deciding. You can't escape making a decision. So this is where you use all of the information, the visualization, whatever uh, framework that you've decided to make a decision. You know, data can't make a decision for you, but all of the work that you've done to this point can inform you on the right decision. And as a, a product manager, most likely, or, or whoever you are in this role, it will be up to you to decide. And this is where you make that decision. And then from there, the sixth step is aligning and realigning. Once you've decided and it's tied to align everyone around the priorities using your roadmap or your other communication tools, then you continue to align and realign based on your vision and strategy. And none of this is a stagnant thing or a one and done thing. Uh, so you'll be in a continual renegotiation as new information comes to light as you iterate and learn, or as priorities shift, but you can add new data to what you have and adjust and go. And that's why this is a cycle or a process, because you align again on your vision and strategy and continue to add new information, new background, new context, new data, and then continue to decide and realign based on all of it. So working on the right thing is one of the most important aspects of product development. It is one of the key roles of product management. So understanding the right framework for getting our priorities correct is critical for all product managers and product teams. We can't overlook the broader strategic prioritization framework while we're considering how to prioritize within our products. So don't miss the forest for the trees and definitely don't miss the strategy for the backlog. And that is this week's discussion on both product prioritization and how to put that in a strategic framework for building the right thing. 
Hope you've enjoyed this discussion. And if you like it, definitely don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, it should be available anywhere. And definitely don't forget to go over to productthinking.cc and subscribe to the weekly newsletter. There is, of course, a free version. I definitely check that out, uh, regardless of, of anything. And a paid version, if you want to support both the newsletter and this podcast, that's a great way to do it. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Product Thinking, just one T in the middle. And also now on TikTok, at Product Thinking, again, just one T in the middle as well. And follow me on both of those places as well, at Kyle Larry Evans, all the links in the show notes. And until next time, keep questioning all those assumptions, and we will talk again then.